0: are listening to WHOA Podcast, Podcast. coming to you from Gainesville. Gainesville. Florida. Florida. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV podcast. The podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa. (laughs) I am your host Colin Austin and my co-host is the only Michael, the one, the only, the only, the one and only Michael Dees. What's up man? What's up dude? How are you? I'm well. I'm real well. Good man. Doing good. Feeling I'm, good. I almost had coronavirus sessions. That I was going to say, <laughs> did, did you get through it without the, the trip up uh, there? I uh, I had to read the script, which is crazy. But, you know, I'm normally. It's like, like riding not. a bike. This is the coronavirus sessions. Anyway, yeah. So that, sorry, we've been recording a lot of these coronavirus sessions. So if you guys haven't checked them out, make sure to go back and take a look at them um, or listen, however you prefer. Uh, but it's been good. It's been a good way of like kind of seeing how all the business owners in Gainesville are navigating, uh, you know, this COVID nineteen stuff. So
1: fifty plus episodes, a lot of interesting stories, a lot of interesting pivots, and all that kind of stuff. All this buzzwords that we've been talking about. Well, isn't it crazy? New like, normal. if you
0: think about it, real quick though, you know what? There's 52 weeks in a year. We normally record... You know, release once a week. We've done, like, a year's worth yeah. of coronavirus episodes in the last, what, thir- two months, just putting them out every weekday That's at crazy. noon. Yeah, dude. So, there's, like, over 50 episodes now. Thanks, James. Yeah. Appreciate that.
1: <laughs> Thanks, James. Our <laughs> The awesome, man behind the camera.
0: The the man behind the scenes is helping making it happen. You guys, uh, before we get into the show, I want to uh, throw a couple shout-outs really quick. Um, John John Cofill over at Best Brand Solutions, uh, like, he's he made these really cool masks, these GNV community masks. He's made like this Facebook group called GNV Community. Um, he gave me like a shirt and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, he's been like re- like selling these and donating a lot of money uh, to... Uh the Bread of the Mighty Food Bank, mm. and uh, just doing some really cool stuff in in the community. So I just wanted to give him a little love and a little shout-out, so say thanks, John, for everything that you're doing there. And um, and there's one thing that we keep forgetting to like tell everybody about on the show, and that's that we have an Alexa skill. So like, can you turn her off real quick so she's not, just unplug her. Here's what I've got. <laughs> so you guys. Such so it's best on screen. Recommend. Just pull it out of the back. Games and tri- there you go anyway (laughs) so sorry we had the Alexa device in here um but you guys we have we have an Alexa skill so if you actually ask Alexa to play WHOA podcast she'll play our podcast and so that's really cool we also have a flash briefing so if you like to set up your morning flash briefing and stuff definitely set up the WHOA GNV podcast flash briefing skill and uh you know, I think that's, it's just really, really cool and I always forget to tell people that we have that function and so add it. Yeah. Technology. <laughs> yeah, baby. And uh, and of course, we got to thank our incredible sponsors, you guys. The sponsors that make this show happen uh, and today's episode sponsor. Let me get, let me say, uh, let me get to my script here. You, got, you guys, If your business has ever bought land Sold property or negotiated a lease You know why it's important to have Someone who is in your corner uh, Who knows the market And delivers results That's why you see so many Collier's International Gainesville signs around town Collier's Gainesville has The most experienced commercial real estate team In the market along with access To a global network of industry Experts with one call You'll know why so many businesses trust them Go visit them at collier's dot com slash Gainesville to get more information. Thank you to Dan and the team for supporting our show and for always contributing to the success of our community. I'm so incredible. I'm like incredibly appreciative of you guys and everything that you do, not only for us, but for the Gainesville community. Uh, they've sponsored a lot of a lot our of viruses, uh, yes. uh, coronavirus episodes and, uh, and sponsoring a lot of these. So I just want to say thank you so much. You guys absolutely please support our sponsors. They're the ones who make this happen? And uh I think that's it for the well, for further the, like, ado. Oh like, well, yeah, let's like let's get into it. Are let's you ready? let go. go. Let's go. All right, man. Are you ready?
2: I'm Sherman, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like trying to get trying to get hype for this, get 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 going, right? You guys, today on the show we have Sherman Merrick's loving husband and father, founder of Dynasty CrossFit and Lasso Framework Marketing Firm. Chairman, what's
2: up, man? Welcome to our show. No, I'm excited to be here, man. I've been, I've been waiting for you guys to invite me. <laughs> <laughs> when I got the invite, I was like, of course. Finally, I'm, I made it. Like, Finally, I you're made like, it. It's about
0: time, dang. People in
2: Gainesville will know who I am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, well, man, so. I mean, there's so many things we can talk about, uh, but but we, we really like to start with kind of diving into your story a little bit first, finding out you know how you got into what you're doing, um, what brought you to Gainesville, and all, all that kind of stuff. So gotcha. cut, throw us back, man. Tell, yeah. us, tell us the Sherman
2: Merrick story. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in Warner Haven, Florida. Uh, I went to college down there in that area. I went to Southeastern University. After I met my wife in college, after college we got married, we moved up here in 05, we didn't have plans to stay here forever, Uh, but we got into the city, we loved it, so we've been here ever since. Um, When I first graduated college, we're here for a couple years, we moved to Miami so I could get a graduate degree, and we came back, and I just fell into that whole corporate thing, and I figured out I shouldn't even say corporate, I was working at UF, right? (laughs) Wasn't really cool. Working at UF and I just figured out, man, this is not for me, right? This is like this can't be all it is for me, right? So I I was super athlete my entire life. I was super involved in athletics. So I was looking for sort of that next thing to do after collegiate basketball and one of my buddies invited me over for CrossFit. I didn't know it was CrossFit back then. Um, and I got my butt whooped, of course, and I saw a lot of strong ladies doing stuff that I couldn't even do, and that's what sort of got me going with the CrossFit thing. And a couple of years later, I'm opening up a gym. First-time business owner. I didn't know much about owning a business. I knew how to work out. I had trained some people, but I didn't have a lot of business experience. But um, I think that was sort of my, you know, sort of my upper hand because I knew I didn't know, so I needed to sort of consume and watch successful business owners and all of that stuff. So we started the gym, started in my one car garage and we just, over the last, what, nine, 10 years, we've just continually been growing and growing. You've had it for 19 years? No. Is um, what you said? No, over the last nine or 10 nine years. Nine or 10 yeah, years. Yeah, I'm not that, old, like, man. No, I'm not saying, that old man. I was about to say, you don't look like that old man, let no, no, do no, no, <laughs> you
0: not had that
2: your that business old. for 16 <laughs> years, I ain't that far off, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. are you saying? <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. So, got into CrossFit, and we, you know, just continued to grow. And then I got into business mentoring through my gym because we we're having success, and other, um, you know, people reaching out asking how can I get help. So, of course, I want to help people, but of course, we're going to capitalize on that, right? Sure. Um, so, started working for a mentoring company, sort of in the gym space, and then just decided it was time to move on, right? sort of looked at my superpowers, which were sales and marketing, and I was like, I'm going to do this. So me and a buddy took off with Lasso um, Lasso Framework, and it's been incredible because it's one of those things that, you, I mean, you know how this. When you start a business, it doesn't matter if you have another. It's still sort of like, I don't know if this is going to really work, right? And now, being in it, it's one of those things that everything so far has gone sort of better than expected. Right, so that's always a good thing because in the beginning it's just like, all right, let's do this. And then everything's just been falling in place, falling in place and even now some things happening in the CrossFit community, like that's, that's really going to benefit us because so many gyms are gonna need help with additional marketing and stuff now. So, and that's where we are, I have two businesses now, beautiful family here in town, we're not going anywhere. So That's sort of my story. Okay, so
0: with this, you know, with, with the CrossFit stuff, I mean, you started after a couple of years of, of being in it, mm-hmm. right? You decided to start your own gym. I yep. mean, it, did, did you just discover a passion for it, or were you kind of like, ah, oh, this is something I could do. Let, let
2: me do this. Well, so with the fitness, I had been involved in fitness my entire life, right? But CrossFit was sort of new. Um, so just from doing it I really really enjoyed it and then when I found out to start a CrossFit gym the barrier to entry was so low I was like I can give this a shot I think I can like I think I can help people with this because I believed in the methodology and all of that and then the the barrier to entry was so low like I said I started in my one car garage so it was like I don't need to go out and get a big loan or anything like that so we started off small and then we just continually grew and grew and grew so yeah that's, that's all it was I was I fell in love with it said all right let's do it (laughs) and then I did it so it's cool man it's really cool
1: I wanted to back it up. You said you met your wife in college. Um, yes. You're from Winter Haven. Where's your
2: wife from? She's from Lake, well she's originally from San Juan, Puerto Rico, Okay, but she grew up in Lakeland, Florida.
1: Okay, so similar similar enough area to where you were from. Yes. Um, and then you moved up to Gainesville. What? So what about Gainesville for both of you uh, was enough
2: that made you want to stay? Uh, yeah, so, um, well the reason that we moved to Gainesville out of all the places in the world, one of my teammates he, he was from Gainesville and his dad used to come to all of our games, right? So when we started getting close to graduation, I remember saying, telling him like, I don't want to go back home, right? There's really nothing back home. He was like, come to Gainesville. I was a
0: teammate in what sport now? Um,
2: basketball. basketball. Okay. So uh, my teammate, his name was Andrew Brantley, his dad is Pastor George Brantley of the Rock of Gainesville. So they were like, what are you doing at the graduation? I, was like, I really don't know, but I know I don't want to go home. They were like, well move to Gainesville, I was like, Okay. All right, I'll move to Gainesville <laughs> then.
0: Okay, So, that's so I really didn't have it. Yeah,
2: I, I just knew I didn't want to go back home. I like I did know that. So when they said come to Gainesville, someone could have said, you know, we could have interchanged. Someone could have said, hey, let's move to New Mexico. I'd have been like, all right, we're going to New Mexico then. Because my wife, we <laughs> both of us wanted to get from home. So that's how we ended up in Gainesville. How long had you guys been married at that time? Um, so I graduated in May of 05, and we got married in August of 05. So we got married literally one day and we moved up to Gainesville like two days later. Okay. So, people, <laughs> yeah.
0: Happy start to a marriage. Like, let's move. Let's
1: exactly. Go. Yeah. So it could have been anywhere. It wasn't like something shined about Gainesville. You are just like, man, it's yep. just not home.
0: Gainesville was awesome. That's, <laughs> I mean, you heard it like. It's anywhere you
2: know. but home. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was sort of anywhere from anywhere but home. And we had that connection with the church and all of that. So it was just like, all right, that's where we go. Have you
1: ever thought about leaving? Or are you just you're just stuck? I mean, you're not stuck here, but like you're you're
2: yeah, happy. no. I mean, you always sort of think. I think we all think about like if we move somewhere else, but not really. It's a great place to raise a family. Um, Gainesville is one of those places that you know, unlike many other markets, if you take care of Gainesville, they'll take care of you, right? And that's super important for a business owner. So, nah, I don't think we're yeah, I don't think yeah. we're leaving.
1: That's good. So you said that things are going pretty smooth when you started the. uh the marketing agency. Do you attribute? I mean, or is it is it lucky? Are you waiting for something to not be so smooth, or is it is it spiritual? Is it did you set?
2: Is it by design? Yeah. So that's a great question. So I say that everything fell into place, but that was years of me and my part, like reading um, trial and errors in our gyms and just a ton of different stuff. Um, like you said, like I am a man of faith, so obviously there's a lot of prayer and stuff that goes into it. But um, yeah, it was definitely year. You know, it's easy for like LeBron James to say like, oh, I just I, like I practice hard, right? Like, no, you, like there's more to it than that because there's a lot of people. So like things fell into place, but it was definitely a culmination of years of experience and hard work and all of that stuff. And I had we had made a name for ourselves in sort of the micro gym slash CrossFit community. So when we started doing that, we had customers sort of waiting for us to um, start doing it. So we had customers literally from day one. We had customers, so.
0: So I mean, what did you, like? What do you really attribute that to? Like the customers that you originally got. Like, were you were you doing something different? Like, what like what made you guys different than other CrossFit gyms that were out? Yeah. So because it I feels like it feels like the fitness industry, and maybe like I don't know if you were ahead of the curve. Like I I don't know when you came out and compared to other you know other fitness studios and that kind of thing. But it, it's kind of a competitive. Industry, yeah,
2: absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, like,
0: what what are the things that you guys were doing that really kind of,
2: yeah, absolutely, gave you so, that advantage? As far as now, are we jumping back to the gym? or Are we talking about lasso? Well, you can talk
0: about whatever you <laughs> <going on. laughs> want, well, but I'm like really referencing like the the gym. Because, oh yeah, because you because you say, I mean, what? It's nine nine to ten years yeah.
2: old now. Um, yeah. So the gym, um, I think that is a big piece of that was definitely hard working word of mouth, right? Because CrossFit isn't one of those things that a ton of people even know about, right? Like people starting to know about it now, but when I first started nine years ago, it's sort of like underground, right? Like, oh, what is that they're doing? Like we do CrossFit, right? Um, So it sort of just grew because we were running a, we started off with a really small community, we were doing things well, and all of our members were really liking it, so they would tell their friends, and they would tell their friends. So I sort of attributed it to us really taking great care of our members. You know, back then we weren't marketing and we weren't worried about growing. We were just worried about taking care of our members. And when we did that, they took care of us. They talked about us all the time. And that really helped our growth. So okay.
0: talk to me a little bit about and I don't know if this comes from the marketing stuff, but you're like one of my favorite people to watch on face Facebook Live. <laughs> like you you are very comfortable with live video. Yeah. And and so like just everybody who's listening, like, I I mean, we're Facebook friends on there. You just do it from your personal profile, right? Yeah. And you yeah. just you just go live, you just, go and live, you just start talking about start stuff. Talking. But dude, like there's very few people where I just like will watch the entire thing. Yeah. I like watch the entire thing. <laughs> and I'm like always super interested in like what's going on in your world. Um, and of course right now there's a lot of like the George Floyd oh, stuff, a yeah. lot of racial conversation. Definitely. We can we can even dive into some of that. But I mean, was that something that you were just like always are you always comfortable with? Or you know, did you you, did that come from some of the stuff that you were doing with Lasso?
2: and? No, so, yeah, I've always, my mom always told me I had a face for TV, right? So I, <laughs> so I started, just took that in, right? So I was like, all right, I need to be recording myself. So no, like I've always been comfortable, comfortable in front of the camera. And with, you know, with social media, when we start having those options to go live and record stuff, I was like, man, this is like having your own TV show, <laughs> right? I was like, this is great. Uh, so for me it's just something I have it's sort of natural I've always been comfortable and uh, then obviously over years I started sort of honing in and feel like all right like people are really listening to you so you just don't jump on there and say anything Um, and then like as you see now I go live and talk about things that most people wouldn't dream of talking about especially not out open the way I talk about them so it was definitely something that's matured in over the years but there's nothing. I, I really can't take any uh, credit for that. that's something naturally just God given ability to just get on camera and start talking and go from there.
0: Yeah, it's so funny because like when I think of the evol- evolution of social media, you know, and like in 2004, like I had a Facebook account. Right, like when Facebook first came out and like to see its progression over all these years. And, and you know, I always tell people, I was like, people always ask me about Snapchat and and everything because I was like super heavy into Snapchat. I was like, oh, I love Snapchat because if I mess up, I can hit the X in the corner to start (laughs) over, you know? And like, and like with live video, you really don't. So I actually, out of everything from a social media standpoint, I probably do live stuff the least amount. Like I don't, I don't do it because I'm like, man, if you mess up, it's like you
2: can't just go. But and how hit can, the X. But there's really no mess up though, right? Like it's like to me, that's the way I look at it. Like I can't, like I'm talking about. You know, I'm not just uh, like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And. I don't know, it's just talking. If someone asks me, but I will say something I'm seeing now though, especially with the Corona virus and all that stuff, and especially with sort of the racial and all that stuff, um, you can sort of ignore questions so you can sort of gather your thoughts while you're talking because some people ask you questions Live that you may not, it's not like someone standing up though, where it's like, hey, Colin, blah, blah, you have to right. ask on the spot. It's like, okay, I see that question. I'll come back to it because I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> so, okay. But yeah, it's really not a mess you up. You know,
0: I think maybe it comes from this, uh, you know, I've always like strived for perfection in like everything I do. And I think that's kind of. Like, I know that I shouldn't do that, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, yeah, you're never gonna be perfect, but like, I I always try for, so I'm like, ah, no, like, I need it to be perfect, and so I think, knowing that it's live and off the cuff, and that kind of thing, I'm like, ah, it's not gonna be perfect, but. You know, I say that, and then like I'm totally fine when I'm on stage. Yeah, you know, if I'm sure. like speaking and somebody asks a question, like I answer it. You know, yeah. So uh, I, I, it's probably more built up in my head than anything. But
2: all right, I want to see a live video. <laughs> <soon> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna start Facebook. doing start doing more live videos. Right.
1: Well, it's funny because we don't do a whole lot of post production on the on the podcast. Like, it's, no, not, it's not like we exactly. edit. We don't edit a whole bunch of stuff out. I mean, we James does a great job making the graphics, lower thirds, all that kind of stuff. But we don't take out a bunch of content. So right. you're just not thinking about. It in the form of it being live because yeah. it's not live. Right. right. Um, but sorry, right. I was thinking about the, you mentioned. Uh, people asking you questions live, it gives you time to formulate responses. I think about that all the time when we're watching like the the Start GMB did that series of AMAs, Yeah. and I'm sitting here watching them live, and those questions are popping in, and I'm like, ooh, I wonder how they're gonna answer that. And, I, and it's like one of the first questions that roll in, and they don't answer until like, five minutes later, and I'm like, yeah, they've, they've been thinking, thinking about, about this the whole time. <laughs> exactly, yeah,
2: uh, you definitely have to learn how to just, all right, we'll come back, that's a pretty good one, we'll come back to it. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I mean, you're doing that stuff pretty frequently too. I
2: yeah, mean, I try to do it at least once or twice per week. Okay. At least once or twice per week. And you're, just, are you even scheduling it out, or are you just kind of like whenever? Yeah, I usually try to um, schedule them out so my wife knows that I'm gonna be on okay. that night. Right. I just want to, but honey, I'm getting on the night. So do you know. Know.
0: just do you just enjoy doing it? I do. Like, okay. I do. So I, it's I just more enjoy. Of like a hobby yeah. type thing. Yeah, I like, just
2: enjoy doing it. I just enjoy talking to people. I enjoy talking about. Sensitive subjects because I know most people won't touch on half of the stuff that I talk about. I just enjoy that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right,
0: so what's the, what, I mean? What the, What have the conversations been like right now? Because there's a lot. You know, there's a lot of people talking about the George Floyd yeah. mo- murder and there. Yeah. And you know, and and we just had a, a podcast with our friend Alex Willis, um, you know, who's a black entrepreneur, super successful. Like like getting his uh, intake has helped me out. A lot, and I think I think like that's why I enjoy it. Like I like like seeing the real, authentic conversation that's happening because, I mean, let's just be honest, man. Like the media and stuff, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. I like you don't know what to believe. you yeah, know, like, the d- different sides, different perspectives, different things. and I'm just like, oh my gosh. But then when I like hear it coming from the mouths of people that I know, the people who are like, you know, in it in their daily yeah. lives, it's just it's it's way different. So, um, how those conversations
2: then? Yeah. I mean. It's definitely been eye opening for me in the fact that. So, here's the thing like you said, right? There's certain things that you just don't know, right? For no fault of anyone. There's certain things you don't know. There's certain things that you don't even think about. But then, like you're saying, when you hear someone that you know, right? Like, hey, I know Sherman. Mm-hmm. Um, when you hear me say, hey, like, I'm not going to walk into a store with my tank top on because. It's probably not a good look. I got tattoos. I'm kind of muscular. You know, you're like, why wouldn't you do that? It's Like, this is not a good look for black dudes. You're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but like, every black dude like understands that, right? Like, hey, you want to make sure that you put on an appropriate, you know, clothing when you go out, and so that's one of the big reasons I do these conversations because I think that a lot of people um, need to hear everything on sort of both sides, right? Like, what's going on, so they can see like, all right. Like, yes, the media is definitely controlling. They put out crap to get stuff going. Uh, But I think that the more real stories we can hear, the more it sort of broadens everyone's um, horizons and we can just get to know that like, all right, like, some of this stuff is real, some of it is made up, I think, some of it. Um, But I just like for people to sort of have an insight into everything, whether it's good or bad. That's why I just get on there and talk about Stuff that I know that no one else is talking about publicly, because I think that um, it really helps people. Because, man, I've probably (laughs) gotten—I can't tell you how many emails and messages and phone calls and text messages I've gotten from doing those. The people just like, "Oh, I didn't know," like, or like, "Are you serious?" You know, just like, "Yeah," like, it's not a big deal. Let's talk about it, because I think the more we learn about each other, then it's better for everyone.
0: So, when you're doing those Facebook. Uh, lives like are you doing them are they like public or are they just yeah they're public yeah oh, they yeah are. I have them yeah I have them public
2: okay. friends can share them with their friends and yeah it's starting to, uh I did one last night and it's funny because uh you know I can keep up fa- Facebook let like, you see who's all sharing it how many times it gets shared who's who's creating watch parties and all that stuff and yeah like, I've been like the numbers have been growing I've been surprised uh people that I don't even know saying oh such and such shared and they had a watch party going while you're going so I watched it and like, that was great, and thank you for sharing. I'm just like, who are you? <laughs> so it's, it's definitely starting to grow. Um, and I think people are just looking for honest, real conversation, right? Like, not one-sided conversation, so. Has there been anything that's been, like, surprising?
0: Anything that's like, like what's, what's the main topic of focus? What are people asking?
2: Yeah, so, I mean, now, people are really asking um, wh- so there's something going on in the crossFit community now the crossFit CEO he made some some dumb comments about a few things so I'm getting a lot of comments about that because in my Facebook survey there are a lot of people in fitness so they're asking about that then I'm getting a ton of questions about what are you you know like about race relations type stuff like that, those are the two main things that are going on right now that I'm sort of dealing with a lot of questions, uh, a lot of people asking just tons of if you can, any questions you can think of I've been asked about, you know, race and stuff like that. So those are the two main things right now, sort of CrossFit CEO and <laughs> race relations. Yeah.
1: So I, I love that you're not afraid to have those sensitive uh, Me too. topics, those conversations. Have you always been like that? Or is there some kind of line you had to toe between how, being that kind of transparent
2: with your thoughts might affect your business and your brand? No, it's funny you say that because I never thought about it like that um, until about a year or so ago I had somebody say, man, you're not afraid, like it's gonna affect your brand. I was like, no, I I haven't, but then I could see how it could. But at the same time, uh, I'm just being me, right? So if you don't like me for something I say, I, now if I say something, you know, distasteful or something like that is fine but like I'm not going to attack anyone personally or any group of people or anything like that I'm just gonna speak my mind I'm gonna speak some truth and I'm gonna give my opinion so if that hurts my business I, I guess it just hurts my business right but no like I never really thought about that to someone asked me that about a year or so ago mm-hmm. I was like no like I'm just being me like this is me Like, this is who I am. It is a super interesting topic of discussion, right? Because I feel like with
0: this particular uh, incident, you know, that you're really kind of seeing a lot of brands, and I'm talking about major brands. (laughs) I agree, major. You know, putting out newsletters, statements from our CEO, yeah, like this kind of thing where I haven't really Never. seen that
2: before. Never. No I, right? I mean we had well, we had Netflix, Disney, everyone.
0: And so my question is is this coming from a fear of not speaking because like, there's there's this whole now there's this whole, you know, uh you know, you're it's almost like you're part of the problem if you're silent. Yeah. And a lot of businesses, a lot of businesses are like, uh, like I don't know if this is my place, yeah. maybe I should just Yeah. like take a take a back seat, yeah. right? But na- <laughs> but now like I'm I mean I'm seeing like Under Armour and like yeah. I mean like big yeah. brands like really like ha- putting out these newsletters and statements yeah. from the from their CEO and like you know, I don't know. It's just it's it's interesting to me yeah. to like to just kind of yeah. gauge the impact of that are they doing it because now they feel guilty that they haven't jumped you know they that they didn't sooner yeah you know and now they're being pressured or Yeah, I don't know. I'm like super interested to know what y'all's perspective is on this because I've never seen anything. I think about it it
1: in complete contrast to Marcus Lemonis, who we've seen speak before, and he says never, ever, ever inject your political opinions into your business because they're not, you know, customers aren't there to do business with you politically. They're there to do business with you professionally, and he he pretty much says never do that. Now this was maybe five years ago.
0: Well, is that true though? Because like think about so I know Marcus Lemonis, like with uh. What's the name of the the camp?
1: Uh, outdoor uh, Camping World.
0: Camping World. Yep. He's the CEO of Camping World, right? Like, I know that he threw an absolute fit
2: about that flag. About the
0: flag. Yep. And how's that not, like, you know, about like a flag. huge flag? Like, so, I mean, that is he, true. he was like. In the flag. this flag is staying. I will, like, I mean, yeah, he, no, he was like, I am not taking everything. this flag down. Took fines. I mean, that's kind so he probably, of he
1: probably didn't see, and I, you know, I do not mean to put words in his mouth or anything, yeah. but he probably didn't see that as a political thing, but more as a respect thing.
0: No, no, for yeah. sure. So,
1: so that's probably why he you know, differentiated it in, in his mind, but well, and, I, but I don't know that. I just,
0: well, and that's a whole, that's trajectory. a whole nother problem, right? Like, I mean, I mean, how many times have we said on this show, like, I'm like, dude, I, I do like, I I have actually, one of my limiting beliefs has been like, I, I'm afraid to discuss politics on here because I, I dislike politics that much that I'm afraid it's going to suck the life out of podcasting for me. Yeah. And which I'm gonna, you, which i which you love, which is and, the passion, which of is here. my passion. Yep. Like, like, I love this and I'm so afraid that if we like, I'm, like dude I'm telling Michael town like dude I do not want this to become a political podcast but then like when you're talking about racism and you're talking about like respect for like I mean like like why are they why are they even why are they even political matters like this yeah. is like right or wrong to me you know yeah. what i mean like right. racism is wrong yeah. period like how, why is this a political issue yeah and I don't know, man. Now I'm getting all heated up. <laughs> My blood is flowing a little bit more. You know, but anyway, like I didn't mean to like cut you off. You uh, were going down a path, but I was like, you were talking about Marcus Lemonis and then I said that. Yeah, the no, but like, it was
1: just that, that conversation. I think it's interesting. You were asking, you know, what, what we feel about that whole conversation about the, um, you know, brand, branding uh, and whether it should affect your brand. And I think that that's it's something that we deal with a lot. And like Colin said, with this podcast, we've done it. I mean, I've had, We've had employees here at New Scooters for Less that you know one one had a a Bernie Sanders hat on, and it's just like okay, like if if someone comes in there and is offended by that, or conversely, like if somebody had a Make America Great hat on and is offended by that, it's like I, I can't if it's if it's not good to have one, it's not good to have either. Oh yeah, you know. Sure. So you got to make that call and it doesn't matter what I believe, it's just in terms of what's what's fair to the staff and what's fair to the customers without feeling like they're being subject to propaganda when they come in the store. Um, I think that's a very high road PC way to handle it. Um, I think that there are ways to do that and there's also, you know, I, I completely understand the, the approach that this is my business and it's a, a representation of me as a person and if you don't like it, then that's fine yeah. if you're okay with losing that business. Yeah. Um, I always say too that you might gain business because mm-hmm. people that um, you know, wh- whoever you may have lost because of a certain thing, you might gain because they feel like you've got their back or you're like them. So, so I don't know that it's even a a loss, but it's it's a debatable topic for sure. For Sure, yeah, I,
2: yeah, I agree <laughs> with you. Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Can, I mean, so can do you think brands can stay neutral in these discussions?
2: I don't know, man. So I, I, I don't like to speak for everyone, right? So I'm going to so speak for you. I want to talk about me. For me, if like when I look at, just say big brands, right? If you normally talk about certain issues, and then you don't talk about an issue that pertains to me, right? So let's just we got to pick two things. We're not going to stay on this long, but let's say <laughs> your company talks about, um, you know, you sort of spoke out with the LBGT thing. And then you didn't speak out about sort of something else, right? You can pick anything. Now, if I'm on that other thing side, I'm like, well, you spoke out about this, but why didn't you speak out about this, right? So it's sort of, to me, it's sort of, hey, like, if you are going to speak out, it's fine. You're going to have to really. But I think these big brands are really in a a spot where they sort of have to say something. Because if you have, we're talking about the major brands, Disney. uh, You know, you have a lot of people in your cultures that, in um, your company cultures that fit these demographics. So if you're not sort of supporting them, you don't want most of them to say, "Oh, hey, they don't support us, let's leave," right? So I think they're in a tough spot. Yeah. Um I don't think you can really stay neutral neutral. I really don't, right? Especially about like like you're saying. I think this is the first time I've ever we've ever seen anything like this with this whole George Floyd thing. And me, I don't think it's really it's not totally about George Floyd, right? I mean, he happened you know, he's a guy that lost his life and stuff like that, but I think that was sort of the sort of the tipping, tipping point. point and then to what it is now, right? So um, definitely interesting times for sure. Yeah. Definitely interesting times.
1: 2020, man. <laughs> Seriously. So let's talk about the other main thing for 2020, COVID. Like, has that impacted you uh, professionally at all, personally at all?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, professionally, the gym was shut down for about three months. Yeah, about three months, so like no like no revenue for like three months, so that kinda stuff. So
1: did you get into the I mean you've you've done all the Facebook lives. so did you get into the online class?
2: Yeah, we did some online yeah. classes. It wasn't a huge hit, right? Because um, like it was okay, some members did it, but for the most part, people that join my gym, they're in there for the training, for the camaraderie. So all of a sudden saying that everything's gonna be online, right? They're not gonna stick around forever. With that, right? So like, it was fine. It wasn't horrible. Um, so we were able to keep that going for a few months, and then actually for Lasso, it's actually been great because so many companies have been trying to pivot online and get involved and need some help with marketing and stuff. So it's sort of like, oh, the gym sort of slowed down. Lasso picked up tremendously. So it's sort of, you know, it's sort of a wash for us. Um, we definitely. We, we definitely didn't grow in the gym space. Um, and it, even in the gym now, I'm interested to see what happens over the next three months with this, right? Because yes, we're open, but are consumers going to be spending money? Mm-hmm. Um, are people going to be coming out and moving around? So we'll see what happens with all of that. Do you
1: curate the routines yourself, or is it something No, I like pay,
2: someone you to, pay someone to do it? to create the workouts. So, I used to create them all, but okay.
1: Not anymore. So my, my question there, though, is like, You're coming off a three month layoff, correct? And you're gonna have a lot of people that didn't do stuff over the three months. Do do they have to adapt? You know, the workouts over the next little while to get people back into a program? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's not like, oh, I haven't been working out already, hit the gym, and I'm gonna crush it. No, it's not like that, right? It's like we got to ease back into this thing. The um, and then you know, at my gym, Dynasty CrossFit, we program all of the workouts, so we get to control sort of what's going on, right? People aren't just coming in and getting on these machines and they don't know what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. no, like we're programming everything and telling them exactly what to do, what type of intensity to use. So, but yeah,
1: definitely. It's it's amazing what that, I mean, little by, by some, Definitions a layoff can do. Like, I, I just think of I didn't do any really out home workout stuff during during the layoff. I, I tried, maybe I did maybe three, yeah, the entire three months. Uh, but gyms open back up, and so I start going to the gym again, and my brain says, All right, be careful. I'm, I'm old enough to be responsible, says, Be careful. You're, you're probably not going to be where you were at. Absolutely not. But my competitive side says, But how quickly can you get there? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know? I hate, I hate not being as fast and I hate not lifting as heavy as yeah. I was. So it's like, How do I responsibly, um, um, you know, get there.
2: Yeah, no, no, I always say, you know, give yourself the amount of time that you took off. You, know, you took off three months, give yourself three months to get back to where you were. Oh boy, I don't want to hear that. Exactly. I... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, uh, I was in a good place, too. You'll get back there. I will, you, I will. You'll get back.
0: Did you guys um, apply
2: for, like, the PPP stuff? And Yeah, so we uh, we were trying to figure all that out. I think that was a... Because for me, as you know, right, like I'm big yeah. on like the no debt, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I
0: definitely want to talk about yeah, that too. Yeah,
2: so, so like that was a whole big thing. Um, I've really been trying to get the uh, the EDIL loan, right? Because the EDIL loan, uh, they'll give you a loan. However, they'll give you a grant up front and you don't have to take the loan. So that's what I'm trying to work on right now. I'm trying to get the grant, not the loan, um, to see what really happens. Because for me, th- the biggest thing is, I know that the PPP was supposed to be, is, you know, like it's forgivable and all of this stuff. So for me, I, at first, I was like, I'm not doing it. Like, nah, I'm definitely not. And then um, my accountant, he was just like, You should do it. I was like, You know how I feel about that. He was like, But it's not that. I was like, but well, what if it is? He was like, The only way it is if you don't listen to me. I said, I'm trusting you, man. You know I'm going to be irate if this is so. We so yes, we did get it. Um, You know me, typical. I was I listened to him, but I only got like I got a small a small one just to like play with it. Honestly, just to make him happy because <laughs> I was like, but we really don't need it. I really don't want to be involved in that. Okay. Um So yeah, we got it. We did it, and now we're uh, we're finished with it already. So we're seeing if we can have it forgiven we better have it forgiven. I think, <laughs> like, like we did everything, like I, like we kept meticulous notes about where everything, everything was going. Like good. I said, I didn't get a big one, um, because I was like, to me it just wasn't worth it, but.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, we did the same. I mean, we set up an entire different bank account.
2: Oh, yeah, see. Just to, just to like, keep track exactly, of it. Exactly, right, I already had really all sure. of that. Exactly, I have everything. So uh, we'll see. So, uh, t-
0: all right, so talk to me about the, the no debt stuff because like this, I'm super interested in this. One, because I have a lot of debt <laughs> and I'm not proud of it. Uh, but to, like, have you, like it, is this whole, you know, I mean you have an Instagram account yeah. that's like called is no debt life or no something. No debt
2: life, yeah. Oh, like what is it though? It's no underscore. Yep, no underscore debt underscore life. Okay. Yep.
0: And I mean is this something that you really started like preaching as a as a Sherman philosophy because you've like been in debt and struggle with that or is this like where did where did this all come from and like are you debt free now like yeah. completely?
2: Yeah, so I started it because growing up right like no one talked about money right like I no real education on money so I was just about uh I was just like man I need to figure this thing out so the debt that I had um I have I still have some I'm almost done thank god I'll tell you that story um <laughs> it, it was from it was from undergraduate in graduate school so I was just like I had come to the conclusion that I was just going to pay Sally Mae like $300 a month for the rest of my life. I'm "I'm not paying these people all this freaking money back. Um, So I basically let that go on for years, right? I played that game, like $300, I'm not worried about. Then I was just like, man, everything was going so great. Everything was going great, like careers, making great money, but it was always in the back of my mind like, well, you know you have to take care of that eventually. I'm just like, no, no. Um so <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to get super super serious about it. Uh how, and much, how much that was it? It was about all in all it was going to be like with school, it's going to be like 160 cuz I went undergrad and grad school. So I was just like uh but now that was from it wasn't 160. Here's the thing, it wasn't 160. It was less than that but for what? For 10 years I just paid A minimum. Minimum. And all that like I never looked at it. I, threw it in the back closet. I was like, whatever, it's am freaking done with this. I don't care. And uh so I was like Do you have any uh, idea how much interest was the 160? I I don't know. Just I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> but listen, all okay, right. Okay, so, okay. So then um about what uh, about twelve months ago, like I've been, I've always been a huge Dave Ramsey. I took his classes. So like here's the thing, right? Like, I've I've always been like preaching like debt free, no carpets, all that stuff. I, I didn't have any debt except those student loans that I kept in the back closet, right? Like, I knew, like, I'm not gonna use credit cards, all that, so, like, I was preaching this stuff and telling people, but I had those student loans in my back pocket, right, it's just like, hey, don't don't worry about those, like, like that's not the real debt, but it is, so, about 12 months ago, I was like, all right, I'm freaking over this, I'm just gonna do it, I'm just gonna be done with it. So then, I was just like, all right, here we go. I told my wife, hang on, honey, this is gonna suck for about 12 to uh, it's gonna for about eighteen to twenty-four months. It's gonna suck. So you like, all right, it's fine. Let's just do it because I know you always talk about it. So in the last year, I've um, I paid off about one ten. Dang. Yeah. So been throwing fat checks at it. It sucks, but I'll be done like December, maybe January. Now with COVID, I still haven't really tried to, but I'll be done. So because here's the thing: I was doing everything by the book. Except, like, like I have, you know, I'm putting away for retirement. I'm, like, everything's right except those student loans in the back closet. And finally, i was just like, and the thing that really pushed me over, honestly, uh, we we're gonna buy a new house, and I was just like, like oh. man, I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm gonna get this house, you know, but I'm still gonna have. I was just like, no, just, just do it. So the last 12 months have been phenomenal. I've made a ton of money personally. i paid a ton of money to Sally Mae, but I'll be done soon. Um, so that's the reason for me. I think so many people um, need to see uh, that like, it is possible. Um, I think so many people sort of do what I did. They were just like, well, I'm just not gonna worry about it. Um, but I tell them, every, anytime you pay off any debt, like it's a pay raise, right? Like, like, it's a pay raise because you don't owe anyone. Um, I have friends that like they don't have any debt, none, like none, not even a mortgage. I mean, what can you do if you don't have any bills? No card payment, no house payment, no credit card bills each month. You can do whatever you want. So that's where that page really started. It really got active. I, I really created that page about four months ago, but the last year or so I just decided to like, I'm one of those people, I need to do things that like hold me accountable, because I was just like, all right, You've been saying this for ten years, like no debt. I ain't getting any debt except those loans. I was like, so I'm just gonna, like, I'm gonna put it on blast. I'm gonna create something that hold me accountable. I'm gonna talk about it and put. I'm gonna talk about my income and all that. That's just gonna keep me accountable. And it's been phenomenal because now I can see the end. I can see the end of the road. and I can't wait. Oh my god, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait. Uh, so
0: it's like the num like number one piece of advice that you would tell somebody who like really needs to get out of debt, like what's the what's the first step? Like what's First the... step,
2: get on a budget. Get on a zero-based budget. That's step one. Zero-based budget is, so if you, like the month before, what is it now? June. So I, I would look at July, say, all right, in July I'm going to make $4,000. So you need to go through and look at all your bills. You need to tally them up. Um, take out all the expenses. And let's say after all your expenses, you have uh, $700 left. Well, you need to figure out what you're doing with that $700. If you're in debt, the $700 is all going towards debt, right? And that's the way you live for 18 to 24 months every single month, so there's no vacations, really. There's no eating out, really, because you gotta get serious about it just to be done with it, because if not...
0: You, you know interest. what the problem is, though? The problem is that a lot of people have 4000 in, 4000 out. Yeah. Oh. it's not, and it's not debt, right? Like, oh, for sure. No, so, so you're you just telling them like, well, you got, you got to move, you got to like bunk, bunk with. Man, you have to make. Like, you you have do? to
2: make. So here's the thing, like for me, like I could look at it, and like I said, I was doing everything right. I was living well below my means, and all that. So it was sort of easy transition. I was just sort of being, honestly. I was telling my wife, I was just being sort of selfish. I was just like, I'm not gonna do it. I'm making great money, paid them three hundred dollars, but like for me, it was an easy transition. Like, all right, no more retirement. Stop it put all that money towards the debt and be it was just so for me it was sort of a transition but let's say like I work with um, some clients through that page right like I work with clients one on one personal finance it's not like stocks and stuff it's just strictly helping them get out of debt live on a budget and most people they are definitely overextended but there's plenty of things they could cut right there's plenty of things so let's say someone makes four grand and they're spending 4500 well out of that 4500 there's plenty of things that you can cut back they just don't want to, right? Like, hey, if you really can't afford that five hundred dollar a month car payment, guess what? Sell the car. You gotta get rid of the car. <laughs> oh, what are people gonna think? <laughs> just it doesn't matter what people think if you wanna change your life, right? So yeah, that's definitely. It's, it's definitely tough, man. It's definitely a blow. I they mean, like buy a scooter and justina. Oh yes, <laughs> exactly. You can buy a scooter from new scooter for less, <laughs> much cheaper than buying a vehicle. We have helmets here and everything, so, <laughs> like it's easy. I um, Love it. But that's the thing, though. Like that's the. It really takes that type of sacrifice, man. I, I, like, I look at it now, being twelve months, like really, really in, like not being selfish and all of that stuff, and now I can see it on the road, and it's definitely. Like it's definitely a turning point in my life as a man, as a business owner, because I've been in school debt pretty much my entire life from the time I was 18. Yeah, and I just turned 37. So I think it's just really like overwhelming
0: to a lot of people. For sure, like, a- like absolutely. You feel like this, I mean, like I, even with that absolutely. business, I'm like looking at these numbers. I'm like, man, this is like this is just a lot. Like, well, you almost feel like you're just drowning, and you're never gonna actually get it paid off. So why even bother? Yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's no, like, no. It's like the mindset, I agree.
2: Right? I mean, that's the thing, right? Um, so many people they feel overwhelmed, so they just sort of stay there. So, all right, like this is my saying. I say most people are too afraid to really make a change so like they'll say it's too hard to make a change for 18 to 24 months right so instead they'll sit they'll stay in the same place for 24 years right so it's better just to do it it's, it's only good mo- most people regardless of how, like if you really get serious make all the cuts it's gonna take you 24 months you're done with the debt but if you don't, you just stay in that same cycle for the next 20 years and you look up and realize that, man, I could have been done with this. And that's sort of why I got to. I was, like I said, personally, I was making s- such great money and I was just like, man, this is a right. I'm going to buy this brand, I'm going to buy this nice house. Something just, you know, it's, I'm like, mm, it's not right. So I was like, all right, here we go. But now I can see it. Like I said, now that I can see the end of it, it's He's just like. like I gotta oh go my get a gosh, scooter now. <laughs> but it's funny, though. It's sort of a joke between my wife and I. Um, I still have the same car from college. I have a 2003 Toyota Camry. Um, and, like, I could, you know, if I wanted to, I could buy pretty much any car I want to cash. But, like, piece of me is like. No, like you need to go through this because you need to remember what it feels like to drive this crappy car around making the type of money that you make. You need to remember, like, all the sacrifices. So, um, but yeah, man, anyone can do it. If you're listening to this and you need help, like, reach out, follow that page. I'll freaking help you. It is, it does suck for 18 to 24 months, though. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say, oh, it's just so easy. You'll be, like, it's going to suck because you're gonna have to tell people stuff. That you really don't want to, right?
0: See, that's the thing. Like, this guy does so much stuff, man. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know that you did that stuff until I saw. I, I don't know. I saw you post something, yeah. And, and I probably... reached out. I was like, I was like, I was like, yo. I was like, so are you investing in like stocks and stuff? Because I picked up, I, you know, Mike and I. I've really gotten into like the Robinhood app uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah, app, and so yeah. we're like on there, and I'm like, we're like, I mean, kind of day trading, kind of yeah, looking at, looking at stuff. And I, I mean, really, the whole thing that even got me on it, I, I tell everybody, is it was Zoom. I was like, no. when all this pandemic. Up, like, yeah, I was like, I like, you know what? I was like, I've never bought a stock before. There's probably gonna be a lot of people buying Zoom. Let me go buy a share of Zoom, and that like that started it all, right? Yeah. And and then I got instantly hooked, and I was like, oh, this is this is a problem. And then I like I messaged him on two people, two like, people yeah. that
1: shouldn't be day trading right now. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah. People who need to like get out of debt first before. Well,
2: most people should. Did you know that 78 of day traders will never make any money? Right, right. So now it makes sense. It's definitely a.
0: You gotta play yeah. the long term game. Yeah. You gotta like play it game. in. I mean, I I was just looking at. I'm like, oh man, cruise lines and airlines. These all gotta bounce right. back at some point. Oh, let me go. Sure. Let me go buy them while they're sure. low absolutely. right now. Yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. So I know you said you're getting ready to get a new house, right? Is that what you? I, you I said am gonna. It? I yeah. am gonna get it as when I'm finished with my when day, finished, Absolutely. So that yes. was beside beside that one. Or maybe you can tell me how how fancy of a house you get. What is the first thing you're you're done making those payments in December January? What are you, What are you gonna do when you don't have to write that check anymore?
2: When I don't Yes, when I don't have to write that fat check anymore. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm taking my family on a vacation. We're going on a vacation. I don't know what we're gonna do. We're gonna decide as a family. We're going. We're just gonna have a great time because, yes, yeah. I mean, our life isn't bad by any means. Just because, like I said, I thank God for my income, right? But still, like everyone's making sacrifices. We all make like, my kids like they know we have a little debt chart on the refrigerator, like so, like they're part of it. I have a 12-year-old, 9-year-old, 6-year-old, so they're part of it, and they're making sacrifices. My wife's making sacrifices, and uh, we're going to celebrate, my wife and I, my kids, I want them to see the celebration that comes from, hey, like, you're never going to owe anyone. Like, I teach my kids, hey, listen, like, right now, dad is a slave to this debt, right? Like, he has to pay it off, and I was like, I would be in a much different position, guys, if I didn't. Um, have a great income if I made, you know, such and such a year, it would take forever to pay this off. So,
0: are they naturally like interested in it, or are you like really having to force them to sit down? No, and, like, pay? Cause, like, cause I pay because, like, I've really, really, really wanted to teach my kids this stuff. Yeah, I got like the green light app, which uh-huh. allows you to like it gives them like a master card, they get like uh-huh. a master debit card, and you can like allocate you know, money to spend, yeah. money to give, yeah. money to save. And it like divides it up and they see the percentages. And that's like, I've been wanting to sit down with them to teach them budgeting, to teach them about this exact yeah. science. I mean, we got that. I could show them the same thing. But man, they have no interest. <laughs> it's How always a battle. They're, they are 10 and 6. Okay,
2: yeah. So absolutely. So you get them, get them Smart Money, Smart Kids by Dave Ramsey. Okay, There's like a little Dave Ramsey Jr. kit. It's made for kids. They will like it. Like, they yes. will like it. Smart Money, Smart Kids is okay. a book for you to read with your wife, um, and then uh, there's a little Dave Ramsey Jr. kit. It has a little stickers and stuff the kids put on the refrigerator and all of that. I think it's super, and for me, the reason we got the kids so involved, because I wanted them to see not only how in, you know, a few years everything is gonna be totally different, right, like, I want them to understand, yes, like, everything is great, right, I mean, even now, my kids, they don't like, they don't lack for anything, but they understand. They're like, oh, can we go here? I'm like, no, like, we're not going there because why? Like, like why aren't we going? Because we have debt, right? Like, they're <laughs> mad, right? We're like, yes, that's correct, right? So if you don't want to not be able to do things you want to do, don't go into debt. Right, so just teaching them those lessons. But um, my kids, <laughs> anytime we ride in the car as a family, we're listening to Dave Ramsey, right? Like, so they already know, like they sing the song, but they complain anytime <laughs> I turn it on. Dad, do we have to listen to this? I uh, just turn around and say, what do you that's think? It's like a
0: three hour podcast, man, it's long. Yeah, ex-
2: ex- exactly, so, right, so like, anytime we're in the car, there's a matter of going in town, we turn it on Dave Ramsey, we turn it on, because I just want them to hear, and even me, to keep me motivated and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah, like, they're,
0: like, kids, you hear those people paying off debt? That's going to be us. We're going to do our debt free scream.
2: Exactly. So, <laughs> they, uh, but yeah, like, they're in tune to it. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're in tune to it.
1: Did you do the snowballing, the death snowballing? Yes. Yeah.
2: Correct. So, you believe in that? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. For what sure.
0: about, like, the retirement aspect? Because, like, one of the things that I did was I set up a Roth IRA when mm-hmm. I was like 21 years old mm-hmm. and I started putting money in it yeah, and like really maxing it out every year and now that like I I got a pretty good yeah, chunk oh, sure. chunk, of, like, chunk of money in a there compound interest and I'm, like, I'm like but then I'm like but then I got this debt and I'm like like should I like no just leave it no, like yeah. don't, don't don't pull don't you, pull it don't no, pay off the no, debt cuz like I feel like Dave Ramsey's very much like the steps, right? Like yeah. Follow, like, yeah, pay follow off the, the debt. Step. Pay off.
2: Yeah, but you don't pull out from your retirement because you're going to be penalized and all that. You just don't contribute to retirement. Focus on the debt. That's all you need to be focused on right now. And then go back. Then so. go back, right? Okay. So, like, for me, I, I was doing it. Like I said, I've been a huge Ramsey fan. So, like, I'm doing everything right except this one thing. Like, I'm I'm putting 15% in retirement and putting money away for the kids. And like, I'm doing everything right except I got these student loans hiding in the back closet. But I was just like, all right, whatever. So I stopped everything, no retirement. I was just like, it's not gonna be that big. It's gonna be 24 months. I told myself, 24 months. You're like, you're fine. So I just stopped everything and no contributions, anything like that. And now, I can see the end of the road. <laughs> I can see it. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh my gosh!
0: But then you have the, the. What, three to six months
2: of Yep, three to six months. Yep, emergency fund. Yep. So do you
0: have that yet? You don't have that? No, you do No, you're, you don't. you nope, paying off yep, the debt. Exactly. Nope. So you're going to pay off the debt and then you have to save up for that. And yep. then you got to start yep. the, the retirement stuff again. Yep.
2: Yep. Okay. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a interesting. Well, I, I listen to a lot of it. And, uh got gotcha. Yeah. So, like, I don't. I know that he has like his baby steps or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, yep, but great. I always feel like there's always like circumstantial stuff that like. You gotta block it all out, you <laughs> gotta block <laughs> it out. You gotta block it all out, gotta block it all out. It's like, a, do you really know? Or do yeah. you know, like, uh,
1: that's super interesting. So one more, I have one more question on yeah. that. When you start to, when you start to put a budget together, right, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you got the, the bills, those mm-hmm. are pretty much gonna be the same. But how do you go about figuring out how, like how much how much grocery money you need, how much gas money you need? Those things that like, you know, it's tough to it's tough to put a price on. yes Because I think a lot of times it's like, okay, well, like, I know I work sixty hours a week, seventy hours a week. I need to I need to go get a pint of Guinness from from the bar every now and then. And so my bar budget's probably way higher than it should be. <laughs> you, you'd be telling me, yeah, you're taking that and putting it right to the debt. But right, but but for like groceries and stuff like that, like, how do you? Yeah. Is so there, is there a rule
2: of thumb? Yeah, so like there's percentages, no right? Go. No uh, go. You, like, I have a um, <laughs> Ramen. a um I'll send you the percentage it shows you like there recommended guidelines sort of for your percentages for your income, right? So there's definitely percentages that you could try to hit, but here's the thing, if you can like if you can look back over your last couple months grocery bill, right? Not not only and that that'll sort of give you a starting point. Um, so but it is hard. Like I'm saying, like you're asking great questions. It is hard work because you have to really, most people are not really tuned into their finances. So if you're not really tuned into it, there's a lot of money going out that you're missing out on. But the same thing happens even when you don't have debt, right? Like Let's say that you, you just don't have debt, but you're not great with your money. You're in the same spot, right? You're never going to build that wealth. And like building generational wealth is like super big to me, right? Like I want to be able to leave money for my children's children's children, right? So I have to get this thing right, and step one is a budget. I almost feel like you
0: have an advantage. Because owning a, a CrossFit gym, I gotta think I gotta think that you're very disciplined, and this type of thing takes a lot of discipline. Yeah, no. I'm not saying like you have an advantage because you own a gym. I'm a, no. because of the tie. Like you have to have discipline to like go to no, the gym I'll and focus, no. right? Like yeah, because I mean the truth is like, do you get Friday night? You're tired. Mm-hmm. Like oh, man, it's just way easier to order the pizza. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> no, that's the thing now. For, you know, I'll say that. That's one of my superpowers. Anyone, anyone that super knows guy. me, like discipline, like that's my thing, right? Like, if you, if I know I need to do something to reach a goal, it's done. It doesn't matter if it's, it doesn't matter how if it takes me five years, like I will do it every day because I know there's a goal at the end. But now I want to say now, just because you're on a strict budget trying to get out of debt, doesn't mean you don't get to have any fun. You're just not going to be having fun all the time like you're used to having. But you still better have some pizza. <laughs> Maybe a beer every now and then. Get day. a budget for it, man. Yeah, you got to put it in the budget. Put it, put it in have the budget. the
0: pizza. at the pizza category. Yeah, uh, that's great. Well, I mean, this has been this has been a lot of fun, man. I do have I do have one like one more question. I don't like necessarily like full circle back like to a lot of the the, the race stuff, but yeah, you I mean, you know, there's a lot of talk about you know systems mm-hmm. and you know, like. To me, you present yourself, and and from our discussion here, you seem like a very uh, successful black entrepreneur. Yeah, right. Like very disciplined. Got a great got a got a great family. Got a great business. More more than one business. Like I mean, have you seen over the course of your career that? You know that the system was against you, and didn't and didn't favor you. And if so, like in what ways? And like how? You know how can that be yeah. changed for for the future? Because yeah. I think that's a very important conversation. I hear that a lot. It's like the the education. I even think I heard you say something on on one of your lives, maybe talking about the PPP stuff, mm-hmm. where like it, only a small percentage, percentage of y- you know African Americans got got that, got, yeah. Got that yeah. PPP. Yeah, and it was because one like it, what. I
2: mean maybe you can shut, shed yeah. some light
0: on that but like yeah. I'm just kind of like really interested into like how these things can can be improved
2: you know Yeah so here's the thing I want to start off by saying like it is not like it is not one person's sort of issue right like it's not like I can point at oh that that guy started it so it's no like just over the years it's definitely been a culmination of small things here small things there you know like people always like to say you know Well, things have gotten better, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, obviously. I mean, 75 years ago, I would have been a slave, so obviously things have gotten better. But I tell people, like, there's still a lot of things we can do to improve because, like you're saying, a lot of times people that look at me and they say, well, you made it, so why can't everyone make it? I'll say, well, like, I made it. I've been, I'd like to say, I'm, I'm favored by God, I've been blessed. However, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Own person in my family to really go to college. So, like, there's not like I, I like to say there's things like generational wealth, generational blessings, and there are also generational curses, right? So, like for me, just say my great 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 grandfather, right? We go back three generations. Like he can't even buy a house, right? Like he can't do certain things. Right. You go back to just say you, like your great great grandfather, like he probably could buy a house. He probably could go to college. So, like. That doesn't mean that someone can't be successful, but there's little things like me, I just know I need to be two or three times better strictly because I'm black, right? And did
0: you grow up with, you just had
2: that mindset oh, your entire oh, life? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like absolutely. Um, and again, I think it's just little things that we need to tweak. Like you said, like you can see it, like when you look at the, sort of the ra- um, the racial uh, income gap, right? Like. It's just, again, it's not that. Um, it, I think if you go back, you just see how, it, obviously, if blacks were slaves at once, obviously, they're starting behind the eight ball. However, there are, um, like I like to tell people, there are issues that uh, the, a lot of these minority communities have to fix to sort of get the ball rolling. Um, and I think for me, I, I think that, uh, you know, fathers being in these black homes is a huge one. Um, And then also, financial literacy is a huge one. And like I tell people, you know, for me, I didn't grow up, like I didn't grow up seeing anyone that looked like me that was successful, right? Besides an athlete or an entertainer, right? Like I I go to, you know, I go to a bank, we didn't have a black CEO, right? Oh, like I didn't see that. So like little stuff like that really wears on you and a lot of people they start to see, like there's no hope, right? Because you don't like, you don't, Like you don't see anyone that looked like you that's successful. So then, some people in these um, low socioeconomic neighborhoods think, like, man, this is all I have. Like, this is all I'm ever going to do. And I just think that um, I think there's things that we can do on both sides to make this thing better. Um, But I I tell everyone, America is the place that it can be done. Um, Yes, even though it may look like, even if it is a little harder right now, if if you're black. That's totally fine, but America's one of those places that, man, you can go from rags to riches, especially with the age of the internet. I and mean, you could be an unknown, like I could be an unknown today, and in twelve months from now, I could be have twenty million dollars from something. Like you <laughs> yeah, just yeah. don't know, mm-hmm. right? Like that, like there's never been a time. So, um, but yes, I think that there's some issues that we have to fix, sort of on both sides, and uh, I think for me what I'm trying to do is really be an example to other uh, kids especially from these low socioeconomic areas so they can see that hey you can be successful you don't have to dribble a ball yes I played basketball and all that but like you don't have to do all that to be successful because if you think you have to be the next LeBron James or Jay Z or whoever like that's just not going to happen for most right there's only one or two of those guys but what about everyone else, right, there's, I mean, anyone can be Ben Carson, anyone can be Sherman Merrick, you can be Craig Wilbur, right, like, anyone can do that, so um, they need to see this stuff um, happening just strictly using your brain, right, like, I take pride in that, hey, like, I don't have to, like, I don't mind working hard, but I don't have to do hard work to make money, right, like, I don't have to go out and pick up bricks or anything, there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm just saying, like, me, I just always know, like, I want to use my brain to make money, and I think that's super important.
0: I love that, man. I think I think you're a great example. You know?
2: Yeah. I uh, like
0: I I shared one. Of, I, w- I did one of the watch parties yeah. on the Facebook. I'm like I'm like uh, you were talking to Jason Hurst, and uh, oh, okay. I'm, like, I'm like I'm like these guys. These guys are two of Gainesville's greatest assets right here. I mean, like it's it's so it's just awesome to to listen like to listen to what you're saying and yeah. and. and you know, I think I think you're a great example, and I, I, I've already we even in that last podcast that we did with Alex, like yeah. I, I've, I'm very much outside of my comfort zone, like discussing the, yeah. the subject. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a 38 year old white guy, like yeah. what do you, want, you know, um, but I feel like it's it's so important, like it's such an important topic, and I feel like we do have this platform, and I love I love to just kind of listen, listen to the people who are in my life, yeah. and like. And get a deeper understanding. And
2: but here's the thing: I don't think, because like, I, I see some people saying that. Well, I don't know, like you know, like what can I say? I'm a 38 year. old No, like it, it's not that. It's not that you need to say anything. But like, really, it's just like listen and then like really hang out with like guys that are different. Then you like you're gonna see things. You can be like, why do you think that? Like, why do you do that? Well, I do this because you be like, what are you serious? Right? Like I have, you know, like I told what I tell my friend the other day. Um, I don't even know. I I told him it was something basic to me, but he was blown away that I even thought that I was like, "What? Like you don't think that way?" He was like, "No, absolutely not." But it's just like little nuances that I like. I know, like I know. Uh, uh, For instance, like when you're growing up, right, as a young black male, most of us, like parents, say, "Hey, like you really don't make eye contact with cops, right? You drive down the road, cops pull up, really don't make eye contact. You definitely don't turn around and look." Right? You don't, because that could cause trouble, right? Little stuff like that, like most people be like, what, what, you what, you? what like, are you talking about? What are you talking about? Be like, no, like we don't want any trouble. And I think that's some of those lessons are passed down because if you think about my grandmother or grandfather, Back when they were growing up, right? That was 70, 80 years ago. Like, if they looked at a cop, it possibly could turn around and say, Hey, like, what's going on? Why'd you, like, what are you doing? So. Well,
0: I mean, even the thing that you were talking about with, like, the tank top and, like, yeah. the te- you know, like me, I'm like, you know, or, or I think ho- I've heard hoodie been used yeah. uh, several oh, times. Like, I'll yeah. oh, do Like, I would not never go to the store wearing a hoodie. Uh, like, I will never walk like, in like, any I'm, business I'm, with and, a hoodie. And home. for me, I'm
2: like, Absolutely. You know, that, that's, that alone for me is mind blowing. I'm like, Really? You're like, like, even if it's snowing somewhere, I'll have it on. Well, before I walk in, I'm going to flip it off. Yeah, you're like absolutely, but that yeah. stuff you you're yeah, like. Yeah, what do you mean it's cold about outside? It? Yeah, of like, course. Uh, we would never
0: think be. about that, right? Yeah. So it's it's super interesting, but, um, but yeah. So thank you for being open about yeah, it and like talking about not. it because I, I definitely think. Well, I know we both think it's a very important, uh, you know, important thing to to discuss and you know. I don't know, we'll just I guess as opportunities you know present themselves and yeah, we can sure. get, a, get a further understanding, that's exactly what we'll do and hopefully I won't sound like an idiot in the process. Nah, you that's won't. probably you like won't. my
2: biggest nah, you thing won't. is like, like I you know. Nah, if you're really trying to help people you won't sound. Nah, you'll be good. You'll be good.
0: Well well thanks so much for joining us, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Uh before we wrap up, I <laughs> know I've said that like twice already. <laughs> um like one of the questions that I really like to ask before like we finalize the episode is like what what is it that you know what do you feel like Gainesville where Gainesville is missing its potential like what is it that your businesses could really use from from Gainesville as a community? Hmm, that's a great
2: question. For me, um, I think that I would like to be more involved um, with helping some like better program for the youth, because I believe that, uh, in all youth really, uh, I think that the youth are the future, right? Like if we could, I mean think about this, and I'm just, like if we could get all the kids that become uber successful to like stay in Gainesville or maybe leave for college, but while you leave you have you up there, but then they open businesses and they have their careers here, like the economy would grow, right? So, something that I'm seeing going around now is, Uh, some people saying hey all these great athletes going to these schools why don't all these great athletes go to HBCUs and uh, like if that happens that will change the face of college sports right Um, and I was just like I think that would be great if we could in Gainesville could do more to like really sort of have these kids excited to stay here to grow their futures and stuff, because a lot of times, um, I mean, we have a ton of kids coming here, most of them just coming here to suck from UF and then get out of here, right? Yeah. Whether they're coming from medical, dental, law, whatever, yeah. they're coming here to suck from UF and then they're gone. Yeah, right? it's a huge reason, it's,
0: it's one of our missions of the podcast is to try to keep a lot of that talent yeah. here.
2: So that's what I think we could do better, just start working with the youth more and let them fall in, like really fall in love with Gainesville to stick around. Cool, love it man. Awesome.
0: So where can our audience find you? Where can they connect with you?
2: Uh, you can find me on social media. Uh, yeah, what are the channels? Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your TikTok channel? You got one? Nah. I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> so look, we didn't even talk about the we didn't even talk about the Matrimony and Money podcast. Oh yeah, you got a podcast? You just I have started? a podcast. You can find so plug,
0: me. Plug the podcast. I like I have yet to check this out, but I'm like, man, like you're gonna crush it because I mean, it's Matrimony and Money. Like <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> those yeah. those two things alone. I mean, you could talk you could talk days on days those, like, <laughs> days. <laughs> You got plenty of content. Daisy,
2: I cause a lot of fights, I bet. So
0: how many episodes have you recorded? (laughs) Six. Okay, so you got six six episodes in the books. Six Matrimony and money. Yep. All right, so look look for that. Look
2: for that. You can find me on Instagram. My personal page is Sherm5. Um, You can find the No Debt Life page on Instagram. It's no underscore debt underscore life. And you can find me on Facebook, just all of those things. Matrimony and money podcast, No Debt Life, Sherman Merrick's, um, but I am getting close to being capped on friends. I'm starting to get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I, you
0: I gotta think, start like an entrepreneur
2: page. I think like, you're a, like just a Sherman ha- Merrick's Yeah, but that's not the same, page. right? Like I won't be able to like talk to people and stuff, uh, right? I mean
0: you could go live from it and stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, and like, you know, know, business pages are not the engagement's not quite as great as like a personal page, but I know. So I but I mean, still, if you're out. going live publicly on your personal page, it should be
2: fine. Maybe I just create but, another page. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll yeah, figure it out. I'll man. figure it out. So,
0: well, thanks again for coming. This, is, this has been super interesting, and like everybody, thank you so much for listening, Mike. Final, final words, man. Oh yeah, man, we, we got to get the last. We word,
1: I was gonna ask another one about CrossFit, but we gotta go. So <laughs> uh, maybe I'll squeeze it in the side <laughs> hustle. All
0: right, cool. So, well, there, there you go, everybody. Gainesville World, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to leave us a review. Uh, share this with somebody and uh, thank you so much for listening this is the WHOA GMV Podcast the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go whoa Whoa. give us your best whoa whoa we'll see you later (laughs) bye